Hi, I'm here with TPAB Secretary Wayne Gatt. And coming up, we're going to talk about rest days. Important to get this one right, Wayne. 100% it is. And, he, you know, look, anyone that's had a police roster knows if there are 14 boxes there, uh, the ones with RD in them are the most important ones to you. They're the days we spend time with our family, that we do the things that we're most passionate about. You know, they, they mean we can have a life outside of work as well. So getting it right and understanding how the enterprise agreement um, means that we do get it right, that we're compensated when we can't have those days at the right time is really, really important. And we hope this podcast helps our members understand more about that. I'm Justin Smith, and this is the TPAV Squadcast. It's a podcast to help members better understand your rights and entitlements. In this first series, we're going to look at something that impacts the lives of all members, rostering. And the rights we're talking about are things that have been hard fought by TPAV with you and for you. We'll have real-life stories and real-life solutions, so let's get into it. In this episode, we want to talk about rest days. I mean, work is important, but having a break is also important for the body and for the brain. With me is Laura Miller, Senior Industrial Officer at TPAV, been here for 10 years and is considered the go-to person for tough issues. And Gus Sutherland, a Field Officer with TPAV for two years, but 15 years on the job, including in transit and in CERT. Very passionate uh, advocate for members and a Tigers fan, so obviously... Not the worst, not the worst guy on the planet. <laughs> Gus, how how important is it to to have a rest when 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 you're working? I mean, it it seems like an obvious question. But I think sometimes we leave it to last, don't we? We definitely do, and especially in uh, in this industry, uh, the amount of uh, demand that's placed on police officers uh, over the journey. But right now, particularly in the last two years, that all of the different operations that members have had to attend. Uh, being away from their families, changing of shifts all of the time, different lengths of shifts, it's uh, really imposed um, a premium on members' uh, rest away from work and, and their levels of fatigue in trying to manage that. Yeah, yeah, because it's not getting any easier, is it? I think it's it definitely is not. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and it's not just the day itself, but also the fact that you know you've got entitlements and you know you've got those days coming up. It sort of helps you, you know, keep your body and your mind going too, isn't it? Knowing that you've got a break on the way. Yeah, it's key. It's key to maintain um, structure in your life and know what's coming. So most members try and plan ahead in their life, and they can with uh, with their leave, particularly to make sure that that's set in stone uh, in the future. Uh, and so being able to know when your rest days are is important to know when you can take time away from uh, what is your work work life, but also making sure you can. Uh, also focus on life outside of the job. Laura, Laura, do you think most members have a full understanding of their entitlements with rest days? Oh, I think certainly members understand how many rest days minimum they're supposed to get in a fortnight. Um, Definitely got their eye on that. And I think they understand that, you know, if they're working 10-hour shifts or a seven-night-night shift, that um, they're going to receive potentially more than the minimum four days um, rest Uh, rest days per fortnight but there's a couple of things that I think they're probably not completely aware of particularly around the carrying of rest days um, as well as um, how many weekends and things they're supposed to get off per annum they may not be fully across that so there are probably some gaps in knowledge yeah what are those numbers yeah so in each 
financial year, um, members should be rostered two consecutive rest days on at least 15 different occasions um, and where practicable, 10 weekends off. Um, this requirement doesn't include periods of rec leave, obviously, so that that's outside of that. Um, and it's so important for members to have you know, those weekends off as well because whilst our members work in a 24-7 profession, uh, not everybody does. Yes. <laughs> and very often, you know, their partners, you know, their kids, their family members, that's their time that they have to reconnect with, with our members. And so being able to make sure that our members have those times as well to be able to do that, an adequate number of times to do that with their family is really important. And Gus, I would think too it's important for a boss to have a, a good understanding and to have a, have a good grip on, on, on the importance of rest days as well. Absolutely. It's a, it's a way of supporting their own members within their workplace. Um, bosses, as, as members of TPAV, are also making sure that they have their own rest days and so to support themselves and, and the workers within their workplace, making sure those rest days are allocated uh, and utilised accordingly, but also where members need them most as well. So ensuring that those 10 weekends off out of your 43 weekends that you have to work or be available to work, um, that they're insured, uh, particularly given the strength of the organisation in terms of how many members there are out there, that that can be achieved. And, and it's so good for the members to know this because, it, it, again, it is something that they have fought hard for. You know, that you know all the members have fought hard to, to make sure that these entitlements are there, you know. Yeah, no, it's, it's so important. Like our members have worked so hard to um, achieve the conditions that they, they currently are under and... Um, yeah, and we do everything in our power to make sure that, you know, th- that they're aware of those conditions, they use them to their benefit and, yeah, and they're not going to go anywhere. G- Gus, do you have any examples that you can think of just, you know, of, of the a way a person has been mucked around with, with rest days and how they've, they've, they've resolved that situation? Yeah, look, I suppose the best opportunity to try and resolve a situation is to have a good relationship with your, your rostering uh, person, usually a roster sergeant that might be in, in charge of, of rostering to, and to ensure that they're aware of your, your personal circumstances. So if you have family and other uh, commitments outside of, uh, out of policing, that they are aware of um, where rest days would be critical for you going forward. So if that you need the weekend to spend with your family because your partner's working the whole of the week as well and you have children and, and they, have, they have commitments to sporting events that that uh, you can try and uh, seek to have that time off and be able to attend those events as well. So that, that's quite important to have that relationship and, um, and be open and candid about um, what, what they do need going forward. And that's probably the best advice I can have, and particularly in my own experience, is to be also flexible as well. So if there's opportunities where um, the police, oh, sorry, your workplace does need you, that you can provide that flexibility back to them and that that can come back in kind to yourself as well. And I imagine, I would imagine with rest days, because of, of the involvement with families and loved ones and, and a social life, there's a lot of emotion wrapped up in it in it too. You know, there's a, a big emotional investment in making sure. So I would say, you know, from an industrial relations point of view, that it could, you know, spark some, some fair old blues over the last <laughs> few years. Uh, Yes, certainly. And I think particularly over the last couple of years, our members have been under immense pressure um, with COVID and all the resulting issues that have flowed on. And, um, 
you know, it's really highlighted some cracks when it comes to resourcing as well. And so quite often the first things to go for some of our members are rest days, for example. Yeah, I want to jump in there. When you, when you talk about cracks, you mean that, you know, when people are getting all the rest days they're entitled to, we realise we just don't have the, the number of police that we, well, we I thought, mean, thought we needed, yeah. When you have these sort of resource-heavy demands like manning the border or the ring of steel or mm. hotel quarantine, they really highlight the cracks that exist in terms of um, police numbers and the ability to call up those numbers to those types of events whilst maintaining a police presence more generally. And so our members are pulled from pillar to post and quite often that means cancelling rest days um, in order to fill those gaps. And... Yeah, and so it's it's really an issue. Is that to, to both of you? I mean, is there that kind of feeling that, oh, no, what's the first thing to go? Are those rest days are the first things to cop it, you know, when the pressure's on? Yeah, certainly. I think, and Gus might um, have a different view, but I feel like there are definitely considered low-hanging fruit when it comes to the <laughs> rostering yeah. situation, and sometimes rest days can be that. I don't know what you, what you think. Yeah, I, I think there has been some improvement, but it has been a first port of call to to move rest days around if uh, the requirement is to have um, members on those those days to go and work. Um, so across the last two years, particularly the borders, rest days were shifted um, completely flexibly and, and advised out to the members, the, these are your new shifts. Uh, but uh, with that has come uh, some strength in our membership and that they're prepared to now speak up in relation to their rest days, which has uh, been exciting to see mm. and, and taking really taking note of the Airbnb and uh, what clauses um, can assist them in uh, in making a better work-life balance with them and ensure that uh, when discussing their rest days that um, Victoria Police actually come and consult with these members yeah. if they're seeking yeah. out to um, change them. And so much of it comes down to having a boss that gets it. Absolutely. Yeah. A great boss can is the difference between... Uh, a high-performing workplace with excellent work-life balance, morale, and not. Yeah, that's huge, isn't it? And, yeah. and Laura, I guess that you start to step in when the boss doesn't get it. Yeah, I mean, quite often, I mean, because of the na- dynamic nature of policing, sometimes your rest days do need to be changed. Yeah. And often, sometimes the disputes can come down to how that conversation takes place. So... Uh, your rest days can be changed, but it should be done as a last resort. And as Gus alluded to, it should be done in consultation with the member. And unfortunately, some people have differing views on what consultate what constitutes consultation. In some instances, <laughs> yeah. it's your rest day has been changed, and that's the end of the discussion. When really, what the agreement is calling upon the employer or the managers to do is to have a genuine conversation with that person find out what a change to rest day is going to essentially mean for that member and then if and when it may have negative impacts for that particular member, trying to work with them to mitigate against that happening. So whether or not it's, okay, what other options have we got on the table? What can we do to lessen the impact on you in some way, shape or form? Um, Because as I said, it should be a last resort really. Um, So, yeah, so making sure those conversations take place. Where they don't, then things don't necessarily turn out as well as we'd like. And, and Gus, out there, you know, what's the impact like on somebody who hasn't been getting their rest? Either, you know, they've been taking too much on themselves or they're getting mucked around by a boss. What's what's that impact like on them? 
the impact on uh, such a member means sometimes they'll take it into their own hands as to how they try and achieve a rest day. <laughs> and if that means mm, yeah. taking a day off and um, recovering from their fatigue yeah. um, as a sick day, um, yeah. members uh, members have times to see this as the, the opportunity to uh, work around being un- unable to achieve a rest day where where they require it. Obviously, service delivery is key to this industry. So there are pressures coming from um, all areas of the, the business to make sure that service delivery is provided, but making sure that our members can turn up to work as well and provide that service. And those rest days are key to making sure members continue. That's a bad scenario though, isn't it? That somebody says, look, the boss has just been pissing me around. So I've decided I'm just, you know, I'm not going to go in today mm. and I'll just call in crook. I, I, it's not going to help anyone, is it? No, it doesn't help no. anyone. Uh, and that's where it eats away at the morale. Uh, members discuss these issues with each other at length. Um, and that can cause issues with other members as well as to if that's the the example that's set that this might be you know a common theme within a workplace that's our only out um, so that's why it's key to ensuring a great relationship with um, rostering uh, supervisors and also the management within that workplace have you uh, you know have you seen people really suffer because of that yeah. yes I have yeah yeah, uh, yeah. And it uh, it can um, uncover other areas of issue within a member's um, life. So firstly, it could be fatigue related that builds up and then they start making either poor decisions in their in their job on their shift uh, and making a poor decision, particularly in policing in a, in a dynamic environment um, where you're required to utilise tactical options, that could mean the difference between you going to work the next day or not going to work the next day. And so it is critical that those issues um, are looked after as something as simple as a rest day. There's so many bad scenarios that could play out because it, it's not being right. And I guess one of them too is somebody just doesn't want to do the job anymore. So look, I just, I just can't keep doing it. You know, I can't, I can't be that person anymore. Yeah, and that's, and that's something that we don't want to see our members uh, feel like that. They, they get to a point in their career on the front line that they just don't want to do it anymore although they have many years left in their working life that they um they don't feel that urge to get out of bed and get to get to work and and get out on the front line um so that's why it's it's so important that uh rest days are respected um and consulted about to achieve um that uh, that goal of maintaining your levels of situational awareness, particularly on the front line, Laurie, you, you would have seen that too, where somebody is just at the at the end of their rope, and and you can't, um, you know, you know that if the boss was doing it right, everything would be okay. You know, you'd be able to sort that out. That must be an incredibly frustrating scenario. Oh yeah, I mean, look, our members work so hard and provide such an important service to the community, and. It's only fair that, you know, they be looked after in the course of their work um, and given, you know, basic things like rest days to be able to recover from, you know, what is a really demanding job. Um, And quite often, you know, it isn't necessarily our members who are the managers. It's not necessarily their fault. They're just so short on resources that they, you know, they're just doing the best that they can to essentially perform the role that they can. Uh, that they're there to perform. Yeah, it's that mindset, isn't it? That they are important. We've all got to play a part yeah. in trying to protect them. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, so, yeah, so there needs to be, yeah, accountability from all levels, particularly those high up in Vic, Vic Pole, around making sure our members have 
adequate resourcing to be able to provide these things like rest days because they've made a commitment under this agreement to do it. Gus, if, you, if a new member comes to you and asks you about rest days, where, where do you put it on the, the ladder of importance? It's up the top, that's for sure. Um, looking through the EB, moving your rest days is a last resort. So that's how high of an importance um, all of our members see it as. Uh, I, I did uh, within my own career within Victoria Police. So it's, um, it's definitely something that we can continue to work on and, and improve that uh, communication to understand that rest days are extremely important and that they must be uh, recognised. And if, that, if they do need to be changed and moved around and adjust a member's life, that uh, it's with great consultation and being able to achieve uh, a balance and negotiate out what would be um, some a different set of uh, a different roster in, in the in the near term, uh, but also ensuring that members have the opportunity to um, you know understand what happens if a rest day doesn't um, fall within your fortnight and you you need to move it on to another fortnight or similar. And what about the changing of rest days? This this must be fraught, I would think. That's right. So when there is a change in rest day, um, there are certain steps that a manager needs to undertake. And the first of those would be making sure that it's it's the last resort, it's the last thing to be done in, in the situation. There's no other alternatives. Then the manager needs to have a conversation with the employee and talk about their personal circumstances and take those into account. Uh, consultation in this setting is not your rest day has been changed and that's the end of it. You need to really work with the employee to try and mitigate against any negative impacts that might come from a changing of a rest day. Um, so, And then if the rest day needs to be changed, it should be reallocated within that same fortnight on a day that's you know going to suit that employee. Again, taking into account those personal circumstances. Um, if it can't be reallocated in that same fortnight, well, the, and then members not in receipt of commuted overtime or a one-person station allowance, then they have a choice. So they can be paid overtime for the shift in question at the applicable rates or they can choose to take it as time off in lieu, so convert it to toil, time off in lieu is what we call it. Um, if they're in receipt of commuted overtime or a one-person station allowance um, and they're required to work on a rest day and it can't be rescheduled in that same fortnight, then they're allowed to do what we call um, carrying that rest day into the next fortnight. Yeah, so what, what I've uh, seen over the years is that members are advised that um, we'll, I'll pop a rest day in your next fortnight to, uh, to catch up on that rest day that wasn't taken in the current fortnight. Uh, it's not the manager's discretion to decide That's that that right. rest day would be put in. It's actually your discretion to decide whether you want to take it as overtime and be paid the whole shift or you decide if that rest day or toil is uh, carried forward. Uh, so be mindful of be mindful of making sure that you get that decision and not be um, dictated to uh, by your manager that it is actually um, their right to tell you. Yeah, I think that's right, isn't it, Gus? Because, I mean, we have so many members who say, oh, I'm carrying about 10 rest days or I'm carrying, you know, five rest days in the back of the book or back of the roster book or whatever and, you know. Yeah, and we've had we, – yeah, we have. We've had many issues with workplaces where members are carrying significant amounts of rest days, mm. so double, double digits – Mm-hmm. Um, which firstly is against the EB, um, but also it doesn't contribute to you managing your work-life balance and managing your fatigue in this taxing industry. 
And it's kind of um, you think you can get away with it, not get away with it, but you know you think, oh look, I'll be fine, I'll be, I'll be all right, and then you just come to a crunch, you know, and you just, just and then you say, look, got to call in sick. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Police yeah. are police are extremely resilient until they're not resilient, yes. and we do, we don't like our members getting to that point where their resilience levels are filled to the top. Yeah. So, Laura, on the rest days, three things to take away from it. So the first thing would be that members are, where practical, supposed to be rostered off at least 10 weekends a year. So a lot of members aren't aware of that. Keep that in mind. The second thing would be if you have a change to your rest date, your manager needs to sit with you and have an actual conversation with you and consult with you taking into account your personal circumstances when there's that change in rest day and what that's going to mean to you and try and mitigate against any neg- negative impacts that might flow from that change in rest day. And the third thing is probably to remember that if your rest day can't be reallocated in the same fortnight, you have the choice. So you can choose whether you are paid at overtime rates or whether you choose to bank that time as time off in lieu to be used at a later time. Um, you don't need – no one can dictate to you what path you choose to take. Um, that's completely up to you. Thank you both. Good to chat. Gus, thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no worries. Thanks for listening to the TPAV Squadcast. For more information, go to the show notes for all the links. And if you need specific advice, our Member Support Centre is full of experts. And send us your feedback. 